Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 123. Brought me and Loki and Thor, Anansi and the Lion God, Leprechauns and Cluricons and Banshees, Kubera and Frau Hall and Ashtaroth. And they brought you. We rode here in their minds and we took root. We traveled with the settlers to the new lands across the ocean. The land is vast. Soon enough, our people abandoned us, remembered us only as creatures of the old land, as things that had not come with them to the new. Our true believers passed on or stopped believing, and we were left lost and scared and dispossessed to get by on what little smidgens of worship or belief we could find, and to get by as best we could. So that's what we've done, gotten by, out on the edges of things where no one was watching us too closely. We have, let us face it and admit it, little influence. We prey on them and we take from them and we get by. We strip and we whore and we drink too much. We pump gas and we steal and we cheat and we exist in the cracks at the edges of society. Old gods here in this new land without gods. Wednesday paused. He looked from one to another of his listeners, grave and statesmanlike. They stared back at him impassively, their faces mask-like and unreadable. Wednesday cleared his throat and he spat hard into the fire. It flared and flamed, illuminating the inside of the hall. Now, as all of you will have had reason aplenty to discover for yourselves, there are new gods growing in America, clinging to growing knots of belief. Gods of credit card and freeway, and of internet and telephone, of radio and hospital and television. Gods of plastic and of beeper and of neon. Proud gods, fat and foolish creatures, puffed up with their own newness and importance. They are aware of us, and they fear us, and they hate us, said Odin. You are fooling yourselves if you believe otherwise. They will destroy us if they can. It is time for us to band together. It is time for us to act. The old woman in the red sari stepped into the firelight. On her forehead was a small, dark, blue jewel. She said, You called us here for this nonsense? And then she snorted, a snort of mingled amusement and irritation. And that's our page. The top of the page gives us our first mention of Thor, god of thunder. And where is Thor anyway? We've met Loki before, so we knew to expect him. But Thor, well... In a little bit, maybe even a long bit, we'll have a chance to talk about Thor, both his place in Norse mythology and his place in the mythology of American gods. For now, Wednesday mentions a number of gods and other mythological figures, so let's get into them a little bit. In the context of Sandman, Clercon is a fairy character played just mostly for laughs until he's not, but in more broad mythology, a clericon is pretty similar to the hard-drinking and story-loving fairy we meet in Neil's other work. A clericon is related to leprechauns, and there's a couple of sources I found that more or less said that it could simply be a leprechaun on a bender. Either way, a clericon is typically only encountered alone, never in a group as uh, a lot of leprechauns can be found, and a clericon will often haunt wine cellars. In the Sandman books, Clericon is tall, beautiful male fairy. In more traditional stories, though, a Clericon would be squat and ugly. The earliest references go back to maybe the 1820s, but the Leprechauns themselves go back at least into the 13th century, so Clericon may have showed up as early as that as well. A Banshee is another bit of Irish folklore. It appears as a herald of death, wailing and shrieking when she appears. Families would apparently have their own personal banshees that would show up when something in their family was going to die, and traditionally, one family's banshee would not bother another. 
The origin of the Banshee may go back to an old Irish legend of a woman who ruled the northern province of Munster, known as Ibel, or the anglicized Aval. She had a magic harp that would kill anyone who heard it, and the Encyclopedia of Goddesses and Heroines by Patricia Monaghan states that Avel was actually the head of a group of 24 banshees in County Clare, Ireland. And trying to imagine 24 banshees wailing and screaming as a herald of death is almost as frightening as death itself. Kubera is our first mention of a lord of wealth in the novel, He's part of the Hindu pantheon. He's often depicted with three legs, a pot belly, and described as having only one eye and eight teeth. He may be depicted carrying a number of objects, typically a mongoose, a bag of money, a pomegranate, or a mace. His name generally translates to either deformed or monstrous, or often ill-shaped one. Frau Hall, as the name would suggest, comes from Germany. Fairy tales featuring her were first collected by the Grimm brothers in 1812, and in their version, Frau Hall takes kindly to hardworking young women, and in the story itself, showers a particular one woman who is extra hardworking, uh, showers her in gold, and in the same household punishes a oppositely slovenly girl from the same family. In some editions, uh, the slovenly girl is cursed to spit up toads every time she tries to speak, which, fun. In other stories, she's known as Hulda, Holda, or Halla. Halla? I don't know how to speak German. Halla does not seem like the correct pronunciation for that, and I apologize for that. In those versions of the stories, though, she goes back much, much further than the 1800s. In a 2001 book entitled The Living Goddess by Marija Gimbutas, Halla is not as kind as the Grimm Brothers' tale and is more closely associated actually with Hell from the Norse pantheon or Hecate from the Greek pantheon. She'll have wolves that tear the flesh from the dead, but also acts as a psychopomp shuttling souls between worlds. At the same time, she can appear in different guises and fulfills another example of the mother-maiden crone archetype we've discussed previously. She'll appear as a hag in the winter, a maiden in the spring, and according to the book, as the most influential magician goddess, she rules over both the living and the dead. Ashtaroth, well, there's a whole messy backstory here. In demonology, he's considered a great duke of hell alongside Beelzebub and Lucifer, depicted as a human-like creature with oversized bat wings, riding a dragon-like creature and holding a serpent in one hand. The fun and confusion comes from his name itself. actually comes from the goddess Astarte, who I believe we discussed in the Bilquist section, although we may have only referred to her by her Babylonian name Ishtar. The name Ashtaroth is actually a... Mistranslation of the Hebrew Bible, she, um, Astarte was referred to in the plural, referring to statues of her, and someone translating did not realize that it was a plural and thought that it was a separate person, or in this case, a separate demon. So, thus, Ashtaroth is both Ishtar, the goddess plural, and Ashtaroth, the demon singular. In some demonologies, Ashtaroth is thought to teach men math, science, and handicrafts, and will answer any question put to him. He can also lead men to hidden treasures, and gives men power over serpents. Which doesn't sound all that demonic, but what do I know? I'm an atheist. We do get a little more detail here. The gods come to America in the minds of their believers, 
but then they are abandoned as their believers either die or find new things to believe in. Sandman suggests that all gods in all parts of the world experience the same abandonment as their believers die out. So Wednesday, despite his pretty speech, isn't alone in this iteration of Odin as he thinks he is. That said, I do think he has something when he refers to America as this new land without gods. And what he's really getting at is that there's such a... The, the old mythology of the melting pot, which holds some truth, but not as much as, about as much as other parts of American history that we learned when we were children. There's large contingencies of Christian and Jewish folks in the country, then smaller ones of Muslim faiths or other religions, and once you start getting into those smaller percentage points, well, there's not as much belief to go around. The book eventually here will get to that Gods can be made out of just about anything, and so phones, computers, or the various things that Odin mentions on the page. He also mentions beepers, which is a bit dated now, but he's not too far off. The new gods, though, are definitely not gods in the traditional sense. Instead, they're the gods of things people give their time and attention to. We'll be able to discuss this more as the novel progresses, so it's worth just mentioning and thinking about for now. Wednesday claims that the new gods will destroy the old if they're allowed to, and I think this is an assertion that doesn't seem to have that much behind it right now. We've met the technical boy, although he wasn't named on the page, nor do we know that he's part of the new gods specifically, although we can certainly make the assumption and make the logical leap that he is. But television and country-wide media, or even worldwide media, have been around for decades, and they haven't really made a move yet. So what has changed about the relationship between the old gods and the new gods? Even at this point, cell phones had maybe existed since the mid to late 80s, and that makes me also then wonder, is there a god of the landline telephone? I guess we can discuss that tomorrow. We'll have a few other examples of some new old gods, or old new gods. And Wednesday is approached and snorted at by an as-of-yet-unidentified goddess. We could get into her backstory today, but we're already running a little longer than I like to. So why don't we come back tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. You can get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme song. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember... Only the gods are real.